The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So this morning, this morning I have a story for you. This is from Ajahn Brahm's book, Who Ordered This Truckload of Dung? And this is the last um, story in this book of 108 stories. 108 is an auspicious number in Buddhist practice. And this story is titled, The Worm and His Lovely Pile of Dung. Fitting one for the last one. Some people simply don't want to be free from trouble. If they haven't got enough problems of their own to worry about, then they tune in to the television soaps to worry about fictional characters' problems. Many take anxiety to be stimulating. They regard what is suffering to be good fun. They don't want to be happy because they are too attached to their burden. Two monks had been close friends all their life. After they died, one was reborn a deva, a heavenly being, in a beautiful heaven world, while his friend was reborn as a worm in a pile of dung. The deva soon began to miss his old friend and wondered where he'd been reborn. He couldn't find his friend anywhere in his own heaven world, so he looked in all the other heaven realms also. His friend wasn't there. Using his heavenly powers, the deva searched the world of human beings, but couldn't find his friend there either. Surely, he thought, his friend wouldn't have taken rebirth in the animal realm. But he checked there just in case. Still, there was no sign of his friend from the previous life. So next, the deva searched the world of what we call the creepy crawlies. And to his great surprise, there he found his friend, reborn as a worm in a disgusting pile of stinking dung. The bonds of friendship are so strong that they often outlast death. The deva felt that he had to rescue his old companion from such an unfortunate rebirth, no matter what karma had led to it. So the deva appeared in front of the foul pile of dung and called out, Hey, worm! Do you remember me? We were monks together in our past life, and you were my best friend. Whereas I've been reborn in a most delightful heaven world, you've been reborn in that revolting pile of cow shit. Don't be worried, though, because I can take you to heaven with me. Come on, old friend. Hang on a moment, said the worm. What's so great about this heaven world you are twittering on about? I'm very happy here with my fragrant, 
delicious pile of delectable dung. Thank you very much. You don't understand, said the deva. And he gave the worm a brilliant description of the delights and pleasures of heaven. Is there any dung up there then, asked the worm, getting to the point. Of course not, sniffed the deva. Then I ain't going, replied the worm. Shove off. And the worm burrowed into the center of the dung pile. The deva thought that if only the worm could see heaven for himself, then he would understand. So the deva held his nose and thrust his soft hand into the repulsive pile of dung, searching for the worm. He found him and began to pull him out. Hey, leave me alone, screamed the worm. Help, mayday, mayday, I'm being worm-napped. And the little slippery worm wriggled and squirmed till he got free. Then he dived back into the dung pile to hide. The kind devil uh, plunged his fingers into the stinking feces again, found the worm, and tried once more to pull him out. The deva almost got the worm out, but because the worm was smeared with slimy filth and did not want to go, he escaped a second time and hid even deeper in the dung pile. 108 times the deva tried to lead the poor worm out from his miserable dung pile. But the worm was so attached to his lovely pile of dung that he always wriggled back. So eventually, the deva had to go back up to heaven and leave the foolish worm to his lovely pile of dung. It reminds me of um, many years ago, I had a teacher, a mentor, who used to talk about how comfortable we all would be in our own shit, he said. You know, it's warm and soft and familiar and comfy. He said, and we forget that it's still shit. (laughs) Sometimes change is just too threatening, right? We like our nice, warm, familiar pile of dung. So I wonder if anybody has a thought or a comment about that. Can relate to it, maybe. Identifying with the worm, <laughs> and and with this interpretation, I'm sort of embarrassed about that. But you know, it was sort of a different interpretation that I was that I was having, and it was, you know, that that it seemed arrogant of the month monk to to try to grab him out of there. That he, you know, whatever it was like, and and from his point of view, it certainly wasn't like our point of view would be, then uh, it, it was perfect the way it was. Uh, <laughs> That's beautiful, Gail. You're stealing my <laughs> oh, <laughs> point. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. 
don't be sorry. No, no. Please continue. Well, I, I, yes. I had the same uh, reaction as Gail. I thought, if you're a worm, that is heaven. You're already in heaven, so don't mess with it. (laughs) Similar, I mean, I think literally it was good compost, and we all have compost. And no no one can say, this is not good compost, this is good compost. There's no one exempt. And, um... I mean, you can get to the point where that expression, how can you call it suffering when you like it so much? There is an egoic kind of um, martyrdom that you can segue into. But overall, I think it's good, ripe compost. I thought the story would end differently because I heard a teacher say if you're... There's a saying, it wasn't the teacher's saying, if you're reborn into a really good heavenly realm or reborn into a really bad hell realm, neither's good because there's no incentive to practice and you just kind of stay there. Mm-hmm. That's why the human realm is considered the, the best realm for enlightenment or awakening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? But it's it's so interesting. I can't help but chuckle, Gail, that that you said what you did, because um, I too had the same reaction. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'm going to read it and read the you know the first paragraph, suggesting that, which is also true, right? That we can get so comfortable in a certain way of being or a certain situation um, that we fail to realize the suffering that might be inherent in that situation or the attachment that is keeping us there, that we're not really free, um, that we are attached to whatever the circumstances are. But I also thought that it would be interesting to look at it from the point of view of the worm, which is exactly what you all what you all did, and that perhaps perhaps a worm in a pile of dung is that's his um, way of being that's his um, position in this lifetime, and that for him as as one of you said, it is heaven it's you know, he's perfectly happy doing what he was created to do. It reminds me of um, of a a piece in a in a uh, writing from Ajahn Sumedho. Ajahn Sumedho, a, a very respected English monk, um, the most senior Western monk of Ajahn Chah, follower of Ajahn Chah. He suggests in in a chapter titled Letting Go that we let go of all this striving and aspiration for, you know, high attainment and 
and, uh, you know, being a great Buddhist scholar or teacher or whatever, and just be an inchworm. And somehow, years ago, when I heard Gil read that, that resonated with me, you know. To just be, what that says to me is just be who we are. Whether it's an inchworm or a Buddhist teacher <laughs> or, or um, uh, a worm in a pile of dung or a deva. To just be what we are. Um, I have uh, uh, I have worms at home, a worm farm, and uh, I truly uh, it's amazing to me. Um, and I, I put in this uh, garbage. You know, I give the worms garbage, and it's act, it's it's transformed. You know, I mean, there's this whole world going on of transformation um, that's truly uh, amazing. Um, so I, I also uh, I felt for the worm. <laughs> it seems to me possible that the worm could be suffering and know it's suffering and is living within a set of conditions which are the culmination of something that's taken place over a long period of time. And whether the worm wants to leave or not, may not be able to, but all the worm can do is meditate and be with whatever the condition is, even if it entails suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in in a way of speaking, he's working off his karma. Whatever whatever that was that led him there. Mm Yes. Can we pass that? Um, I think even though from the um, the David or the um, Buddha teacher's point of view, the worm is um, in the pile of dung, but for the worm, it's something that's related to him, even though it looks bad for others. For him, it's something he needed. So um, regardless of where he goes, he cannot be so detached from it. And so I think, yeah, being with what looks like bad for others may not be bad for you. So, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. What I, what I, I, thanks for sharing that, too. Um, what struck me about that was both positions were so attached. There's this, uh, you know, the by not uh, holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one is freed, right? So both positions 108 times. <laughs> you know? That's pretty attached. The Dave is pretty attached. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And the worm, dig, you know. So I, I just thought that that was what you were kind of saying, you know. It was uh, pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anybody else? And it's the thing that's so powerful about stories, you know. There's not a right or a wrong. 
but each of us relates to it from our perspective. And, um, and we can take from it what, what is important for us. If, if any of us are feeling really stuck in the place that we are, then we might relate to the deva and, um, and wanting to get out of our own pile of dung. But seemingly, that's not the case for most people here <laughs> today. Um, it's, it's, it seems more of us relate to the worm doing what he's doing. But you're absolutely right that, in this story anyway, both are very attached to their positions, to their view. And maybe the superior moral is <laughs> to see where we're attached. Whatever the view is, whatever the situation is, how attached are we to it? Because as long as we are, we're not free, whether we're in dung or in heaven. <laughs> if we're attached to that view, we're not free. Yeah. So... Thank you all. <laughs>